Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. I am Crystal Rose. I'm pumped you're here today. Now, before we get into our guest, I am going to get up on my soapbox. (laughs) So some of you guys may have heard me talking a lot about nutrition lately, I did an episode on how to keep your food in check during this whole quarantine lockdown situation. However, I have a really unpopular opinion. I do not think that you should be starting a diet right now. I really do not. This is because, you know, dieting adds stress to our life. It's a stressor. And since we are going through a globally stressful situation it's just not a good idea to double whammy yourself and start a diet. Now, most people, when they diet, they are restricting things and they're not being monitored. So this is obviously nuanced. It's not a blanket statement, but just normal people aren't dieting in a way that is really healthy or safe. And so to add the situation on top of it, it's just not a good idea. And I don't support it. (laughs) So, you know, I don't know if Susie Fitzbo is out there hawking her new quarantine diet plan, but I really don't think you should be doing that. What I do believe is that, you know, being really mindful is important, paying attention to portion sizes and being mindful of whether or not you're eating because you're bored or eating emotional eating, stress eating. These are all things to keep track of and to be aware of because it's not just about like gaining weight, but numbing your emotions with food is also not a good thing to do. So yes, drink your water, eat your veggies, get some protein in, be healthy, as healthy as you can. But right now, you know, it's hard to get the things that we need at the grocery store. That's stressful. It's just not the time to go on a hardcore diet. So I am in the future, most likely when we are beyond this time period, I will be launching some courses on habits and on macros, as well as kind of like group coaching because right now I just do one-on-one coaching for nutrition and I'm looking to move out of that so I can help more people. So if you guys want to go to crystalrose.com slash nutrition, you can sign up for the list to find out more, or you can email me about that one-on-one stuff because I'm doing that currently. I just won't likely be doing it later. So today on the podcast, I have my dear friend, Champa. I adore her. She's one of my best friends. She has a business that is completely unrelated to fitness. It has nothing to do with fitness. It has to do with beauty, but she got into fitness and it is a very, very big part of her life. 
And I just feel like women who are, you know, these badass bosses in their business that also have such a commitment to fitness, there's just this level of excellence that cannot be beat. So I'm really excited to have her on today. Champa, owner of Champa Beauty and Co., started her business seven years ago to follow her passion for empowering individuals to feel beautiful inside and out. Her tenacity for achieving excellence has enabled her to work with clients who see the value of high quality, comprehensive makeup, lash, and beauty services. Champa, welcome to the Rebel Babe. Hey! <laughs> Hello! I'm excited Hello. to be here. Welcome! <laughs> I'm super pumped you're here. I think everyone's going to get a lot out of our conversation today. But before we get started, let's do our GGB, which is goals, gratitude, and badassery. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are your um, goals? What are you grateful for? And what are you proud of yourself for something you've done recently that's pretty badass? Oh, wow. You know, that's a loaded question. But I'm definitely proud of being a new puppy mom and I'm grateful (laughs) and I'm grateful for my pup Ginger because you know I feel like she is the whole gratitude and goals and badassery because Mm -hmm. it was definitely a mental challenge for me and I've tackled her with my work schedule and my lifestyle for an entire month now so I feel like that's literally it she's in my life for the past month yeah, having a puppy is definitely a. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, my goals for sure, like it's just trying to tackle like my lifestyle back into fitness was a tough one. And lately I've lost like eight pounds. So mm-hmm. that's something I'm super proud of. Just getting back on track yeah. is definitely, again, something I'm proud of. But I mean, getting broken sleep was just, it's, it's not cool <laughs> at all. <laughs> but yeah I love it so yeah my badassery would be for sure getting my mind back on track and getting to work and having a positive mental state so one of the things I love about you is that you are you just have this like dedication to excellence and that's really kind of like a running theme of women on the show is that, you know, whether or not their actual business is in health and wellness or in fitness, fitness is like a huge part of their lives. And uh-huh. I really feel like when women are able to have all of that, it's really just like this different level of excellence. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so tell well, me, thank about, you. you're welcome. So tell me about, you know, balancing your, your crazy successful, super busy business along with, you know, hitting your fitness goals and everything else that goes along in your life. You know, Crystal, like balance was always a thing that I dedicated myself to. And then with balance comes priorities. And I think everyone who knows what balance is knows what priorities are. Right. Because if you can balance your lifestyle, i.e. my business, I have a business, you know, and then I have a new puppy that's keeping me up. And then I have my fitness that I have to do. And then I have to meal prep. And all those are priorities to me. So I have to have all those in order for my life to be balanced. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I think I think it, there's a different perspective every woman kind of has on on balance, and it's always so interesting to me because it generally boils down to priorities, like you said. Yeah, yeah. It's just if I can't have fitness in my life, then my day is basically screwed. <laughs> you know, that's that's how I see it. Whether it's going, you know, into the gym to do cardio or doing yoga or lifting weights or something like it's just a lifestyle for me and balancing work. I have a crazy work schedule. You know, I work long, long hours. You know, this Mm -hmm. it's just, it's not questionable. Like I have to do it. Right. So, you know, balance to me is that. And if I have to wake up at five in the morning, which that has been my schedule lately, guess what? I have to do it. So you know, if I, at least I get six hours of sleep, I'm good. But I just feel like balance equals priority for me. Right. So when did the fitness thing change for you? Because I've known you for a while. And I remember like when I met you, you were like, I'm just doing this booty program. And like, you were kind of like on and off and not like super, super committed. I know it took you a while to get onto like your dot, you know, like the food and all of that. So like, what kind of clicked for you? Because it was like, almost like, obviously, it didn't happen overnight. We know this. Yeah. Uh, But it was like, suddenly you went, you went from that girl to just like, bam, like, you're like, you're like little Miss Fitzbo. (laughs) Yeah, no, honestly, it was, I can't even remember what maybe like five years ago, maybe six years ago. I was that girl, like, you know, super timid to go into the gym, like, did the fad diet, did the liquid diet, did the no eating, the air diet is what I call it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, you know, I feel like knowledge is power. And if you don't know, you just don't know. And someone once told me like, if you like know what you don't know. And so I worked up the courage to go to the gym. And I started with the whole like, I'm scared of people watching me or I'm scared of people judging me. So I started with cardio. Mm -hmm. And then the more like I got into the gym, it was just like, I love the feeling of feeling accomplished. Yeah. You know? And then I joined CrossFit because, you know, obviously that's how you and I met. Mm -hmm. But joining CrossFit was one of those things where it was just the fundamentals of lifting. And from then on, I was like, wow, like I can do this. And then it was just like, okay, the only person that is stopping me from being successful in my fitness journey is myself. Like, why am I going to be afraid of lifting weight if I don't even try? Or why do I feel like people are going to judge me when honestly no one is even really looking at me? (laughs) (laughs) That's like the truth and the reality of it. Right. So keeping that consistency and then having people who are in this fit, like in the fitness industry and super into health, like yourself and just having that circle and people who really support me was what really drove me to continue to like be persistent with like, you know, what I should do in the gym. And so now like five, six years later, that's just become a lifestyle of mine. I think you said said a couple of really good things here. One, about having that circle. Cause I think like when you're as dedicated as you are, like, you know, you have to be dedicated because you don't have the time to really fuck around. Like you're working so much that like you, you have to be as dedicated as you are and make it that priority 
and, you know, having people who don't really understand that, I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I learned this the hard way, Crystal. It was one of those things where no one in my family or even the friends that I had in, the, in that very moment of my life, they understood fitness, but it's just like anyone else. It's the surface, you know, like, oh, go and do cardio. You'll be fine. You'll just lose weight. And then I met you and I met a few others. The real core fitness is like lifting weights. And it's like, you're not going to turn into a man. You (laughs) like physically possibly can't turn into a man, you know? And so like having that out of the way and then having really like people rooting for me and saying that I can do it. And, you know, along the way, like I educated myself, you know, learning forms and being consistent and telling myself that I can do it and literally like trying. I think the hardest thing for people is just trying. Like if you don't try, you're never going to know if you can do it or not. Right. Like I think you said Um, something about like about other people judging. And I think there's a level of perfectionism because for me, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to learn to lift in front of other people because if I do it wrong, like it just feels stupid. I want to like go learn in a closet somewhere and then come out and be like, I'm amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it. But I, you know, I guess for me, like, it's just, I've been in all, I've been that person on the other side. And now, you know, I'm on, like, I don't know how to say it. But like, I've been that girl that didn't know how to lift. and didn't know my forms. And then now, like, years later, I do know. And then I meet people who are like, me back then, like, Oh, I'm scared. I I don't want to go because I don't know how to do it and I feel stupid and I look stupid and it's just kind of like, to be honest, like if you just work with the courage to ask someone, hey, like, can you help me? Nine times out of 10, someone's going to be like, oh, sure. Like, I'll help you. And my whole perspective on fitness has changed since then. So now it's like, again, it's a part of my routine. Right. Yeah. So so let's talk about self-sabotage because I think that, I mean, I personally have experienced it. I know you have, and we see people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we see people every day that go through it and it's hard to like not want to save them. (laughs) So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like self-sabotaging, I just feel like oftentimes now social media, obviously we know is platform that people generally compare themselves to, you know, you scroll on Instagram all day, you scroll on Facebook all day, and you're kind of like, oh, I want her abs, or I want her legs, or I want her quads, or I want her butt, and it's like, it's not real, but um, I just feel like with me, self-sabotaging comes from, or stems from my childhood, yeah. and it stems from just things that happened to me as a teenager, so I don't know if you know this, but like, I was teased as a kid. Mm-hmm. And predominantly my weight was it. So every now and again, I'd be like, oh, you know, I, like, okay, like I have a little bit of, you know, abs or my arms are coming in or wow, like, you know, my legs are coming in, but it's not good enough. And I think that just getting yourself back to that reset button and like resetting your mind and telling yourself like, you've come this far, like no one else can really tell you that you've done this right or you've done this wrong except you. Right. And it's not okay. Like you can't self-sabotage because at the end of the day, it's like you're doing it to yourself and it's not healthy. And so if you're going to sit here and say, I can't do it, 
then you can't do it because you're already telling yourself that. But if you tell yourself, I can't screw this, like, I can't feel sorry for myself anymore. Right. Because what? You know, feeling sorry for for yourself is not going to make your butt grow. No, I make your, your butt arm grow. grow. <laughs> I think there's such a, yeah. I think there's such a comfort in that though, like like feeling sorry for yourself or feeling, you know, like feeling for yourself. And because oh, sometimes yeah. it's like people aren't people don't feel for you or you you know, they don't know what you're going through and so sometimes like feeling for yourself is a way to like get your needs met, but at the same time like you are living in this sad right you know, realm instead of, instead of being like, Hey, you were the, you were the person in your way right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like, definitely like feeling for yourself is good. Like acknowledging your feelings and acknowledging like your accomplishments is, it has to be a hundred percent all the time. And that's really hard when you have like a million gazillion things that you have to juggle. But like, you know, feeling bad, I, I think the biggest thing for me is when in the moment that I start to feel quote unquote sorry for myself, I have to really step back and be like, why? Like mm-hmm. there's always a why to why I feel the way I feel. Right. And if that why is like really ridiculous, <laughs> then I have to be like, hello, like you're being stupid. Like, <laughs> come on, get out of it. And mm-hmm. the hardest thing for people who do self-sabotage is not acknowledging like, you know, why they feel that way. So, you know, when you start to feel like you're self-sabotaging, like you're not good enough or you're not doing good enough, or you don't see your changes or like, oh my God, I've been to the gym for an entire month and I lost two pounds. It's like, listen, like two pounds is better than zero pounds. And getting to the gym is like better than not going. So it's trying to find like the good and all of the bad that you've already like whipped up in your brain. It's trying to find that little bit of good that is gonna keep you away from self-sabotaging is how I see that. Right. I think a lot of, you know, with that whole like, oh, I've only lost two pounds or I've only, you know, like people are frustrated with their progress or what they think is a lack of progress because, you know, we live in such an instant gratification world. And when you see Uh Becky over there on Instagram and her eight week progress photos and they look insane and you're like, what? Why? Don't I look like that? Or why isn't this yeah. for me? It's easy to get, you know, discouraged, but then you're, you're comparing yourself to whatever someone else is doing. And you have no idea what they're doing. Correct. And it's just, again, it's, it goes back to like, it can be genetic. Right. Hell, they can have, you know, they can be like super wealthy and have this in-home chef that we don't even know about, or right. they can have, you know, or they can be like, they can have a husband that's making their food or they can be ordering their food or they could be making their own food or they might not even be eating at all. Like you don't really even know like what people are doing. And I think that everyone will win the race if they're in their own lane. Yeah. Like you would win your own race. Just stop comparing. And again, you know, I've gone through that where I'm like, holy crap. Like I've been lifting for like five months and I barely have like a dip in my leg. Like, where are my muscles at? Been there, you know? Where are um, they? <laughs> where are they? Like, hello, I'm trying to flex. And again, it comes with, you know, education. I really feel that when someone is not getting the results that they, they're trying to achieve, the first and foremost is, are you getting the right information? Right. Like, do you have a coach? 
You know, are you reading the right materials? Are you asking for help? Are you, you know, researching things that you should be doing in the gym? Because if you're trying to build your glutes or trying to build your back or something like that, doing cardio is not going to give you that. So yeah, that's kind of like been my thing. It's just, it comes, growth and fitness comes with time and education. I love the education aspect because it's so Mm -hmm. true. I mean, I get this a lot, you know, I have a lot of nutrition clients and I'll get a lot of, you know, they want to lose fat, but they want to build muscle. And it's like, you know, there's this magical unicorn time period when you first get started where both of those things are possible at the same time. But for the most Mm -hmm. part, if you're not eating enough, you know, if you're eating, eating in a deficit to lose fat, like you're not going to get giant butt muscle. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. Reveal them. But I think there's such confusion about, you know, people are doing all these things that they think that they've heard or that they've seen. And then it's like, you're just counter countering your results essentially, because you're trying to do this, but then you're doing that. You don't oh, yeah. have the education. It's correct. Education. And I, again, I had to learn that the hard way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when I first started, it's like, why are my legs not growing? And I feel like every woman, most women that I know are predominantly like bottom heavy, like leg dominant. And if you want your leg, like I've learned to love the fact that, okay, I am bottom heavy. My legs can grow, right? Mm -hmm. But if I want my legs to grow or if I want my glutes to grow, guess what? My hamstrings are going to grow with it. My quads are going to grow with it. And I have to eat more. And I, I can't do like, there's no way that I can have five protein shakes, lose 20 pounds in two weeks and have glutes. Like what? This isn't going to make sense, you know, but it's I wish. thrown out there. Yeah, I wish, I wish I could eat air and have like a nice butt, like, or a nice leg, but that's just not the case. And then I start, you know, I definitely learned when I worked up the courage to like hire a coach, you know, and, and going through that, like he taught me, okay, you know, let's work in macros. Everyone has the food intake that they're supposed to take for their body and their weight and their size and their goals. Mm. And I was like, wow, like I have to eat so much. But honestly, Chris, like I was eating six times a day and I was feeling so good. Like six times a day, like I'll eat sweet potatoes. I'll eat, hell, I can eat cake if I wanted to, as long as it it fit what I needed to eat. And that, that opened my eyes to like a new world of, wow. I did not even know, like, I can do this. And that came with, again, researching, like, know what you don't know. If you don't know that this is going to work for you, or if it might work for you, hire someone, invest in your health, and hire someone who actually, like, did the hard work, i.e. education, and they got their certifications, and they'll, like, work with you. You know, so flexible dieting, man, I mean, I cannot say enough about it. Like, there's so many diets out there that people... I think are going to be like their magic pill, like, Oh, I'm going to do keto or I'm going to do the carnivore. Or I'm going to do paleo or whatever. But I just feel like flexible dieting is just one of those things where once you, once you see the freedom, like, yeah, maybe you have to count, you know, or, and log and track. And it's not like you have to do it forever, but when you start no. doing that and you realize like, Oh wow, like I don't have to deprive myself of a piece of cake or if I'm going to an event, like I can have a glass of wine and it's not going to ruin everything. Like you may have right. thought in the past, it's like so freeing. And then also, like you said, like, oh, I was eating all this food. 
I think most people don't realize how much they really are eating when they're not tracking, Mm -hmm. you know, like calories and their intake, because it's like, yeah, well, you think that all these calories and all these, all this food is going to be so much more than what you've been eating, but really you're just probably eating some really calorically dense stuff and not volume. Right. You know, I I learned, and this was a big eye-opener for me, is that when I started flexible dieting, like, people made it sound like counting your macros is so hard. It's really not. It's Mm -hmm. just literally taking an extra 30 minutes out of your day, Mm -hmm. an hour out of your night, just depending on how fast you can learn it, right? And really diving in and reading the nutritional facts. And reading like how much is in a serving and learning like, okay, crap, I ate freaking this whole can of raw almonds and I just mm-hmm. ate all of my fats for the week. Okay, <laughs> the cool. week. Like, <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's like, when I started doing that, it, it was a big eye opener for me. And yeah. I was like, oh, crap, I can only have five almonds today. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's like, that's nothing. But the reality of it is the science behind flexible dieting does work. And again, each of their own with whatever it is that they want to do. But for my personal fitness growth and, and, you know, what I've done is that I found that that was something that worked the best for me. It's just whoever does flexible dieting, it just takes more prep time. Like you just have to wake up a little bit earlier or stay up a little bit later and prep all your meals because, Again, you know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's whatever right. that quote. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just that's, I was like, is that the quote? That's um, the quote. <laughs> but yeah, but it's true. It's just you are setting yourself up to either fail or succeed, and eating is such a big part of fitness. Oh my god, it's everything. Um, it's about you know, it's about everything. <laughs> Oh, for sure. And even when you travel. So, you know, and I think another thing that I want to touch on is I travel a lot and I know you you travel quite a bit and you and I do this, you know, we've done this for a while, but intuitively eating is another thing is being intuitive. Like, i.e. if you're full, Mm -hmm. like stop, like your stomach is telling you like you're full. Don't keep (laughs) eating just because you spent. $15 $15 on that salad or, you know, $20 on that meal. Like that's me. That's, I'm like, Nope, I'm eating the whole thing. Oh yeah. Like I trust me. I, I love food and I don't leave anything left over, but I felt like, you know, for those people who are really like, they're having a very hard time yeah, just getting into any type of diet. Cause dieting is very hard. Like when you're so used to waking up in the morning and having I don't know, you're all your fats and all your carbs and all your proteins, like 800 calories in the morning, like, it's going to be very hard for you to or not eating anything all day and then coming, you know, or like, because you didn't plan and then slamming food later, or, you know, like, in the middle of the day, it's like, Oh, I'm starving. And then you order something. And it's just like, one bad decision after another. Correct. It's just very hard thing to change. Yeah. But it's just, again, it's how bad, it all boils back down to how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. Like, is eating that pint of ice cream going to make you feel good? Or if it fits your macros, then why not? Yeah. Right? Right. 
you know, but if you don't know what a macro is, or if you don't know what flexible dieting is, or if you don't know what keto is or paleo or whatever, like, why don't you research and figure out what fits best your lifestyle and not even your lifestyle, but like your fitness activity. Yeah. Like your, current, you know? like what you're doing currently, not, not let's yeah. go a hundred miles in the opposite direction. Sorry. Yeah. And, and I, and I would obviously, you know, suggest like you should never go, you know, from zero to a hundred. Like for me, at least I took baby steps because right. it's just, you can't go from like eating steak and meat one day to being a vegan. Like it's just, it, I've tried that too. That was terrible. But <laughs> I was a vegan for a week and I'm like, oh, this is not right. I think if I do it, I need to do it in like moderation. Yeah. Like um, steps. Yeah. It's just, you know, you figure out what works for you and you shouldn't compare yourself to what anyone else is doing and why they're doing it because their goals are completely different from, from yours. You know? So I want to switch gears real quick because you mentioned something earlier. We were talking about like basically like emotionality and you said something I think is really great about, you know, acknowledging your feelings and Mm -hmm. letting yourself feel them. I Mm -hmm. thought it was really important. And you're one of the most positive people I know, you know, also you and I have had really deep conversations and I don't think you, you fake it because, you know, I know when you, when you're going through something rough and, and you talk about it, but at the same time, I feel like you do such a great job at like not living there and like flipping it to, to being positive, like for your own well-being. Oh, for sure. So, <laughs> so acknowledging your feelings is, is so, so important. And by me saying that is if you feel sad or if you feel like you don't want to get out of bed or if you feel like, I don't know, like you're just having one of those days, guess what? Acknowledge that. Feel it and then bounce back from it. And the hardest thing for a lot of people is the bouncing back. Right. You know, um, you want to live there. (laughs) Yeah. No, nobody wants to live in sadness, right? Nobody wants to live in like just being mopey and being like, oh, my day sucks. And I often do this for myself, and maybe this might help a few people, but I place myself in a glass cube, like a little glass box. And in the moment where I feel any type of feelings, whether it's happy, whether it's sad, whether it's stressed, whether it's I'm feeling fat, whatever feelings that I'm feeling in that moment, and I allow myself to feel them. I look at myself through that glass box. And basically, you're looking at yourself. It's a reflection. Like I ask myself, do I like those feelings? Did I feel those feelings yet? Am I acknowledging the fact that, okay, I'm feeling very discouraged this morning and I don't want to go to the gym. Well, do you like feeling like you didn't go to the gym? Do you like feeling like you're just laying in bed for two hours? If the answer is no, then you need to flip the switch and change the attitude. Right. Because acknowledging is hard. A lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who don't actually realize how they are Mm. in the moment. And it's very sad because I love when people actually tell me like it is because I tell people how it is. Right. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm very aware. Like self-awareness is so important. Being aware of how you feel, being aware of how you are with around other people is very important. Yeah. Because if you are feeling happy, guess what? That happiness is going to like exude to everyone else. If you are feeling sad, that sadness is going to just 
cloud everyone else. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, acknowledging your feelings and allowing yourself to feel is important, but don't live in it. Right. Like you're not, you're not saying like, you're not saying to just glaze over your feelings and be ha- just no. happy. <laughs> like be that's fine. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Like it's be, listen, feelings are are real. Feelings are raw. Feelings are honest, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. People go through times when they're feeling sad or like when they're going through something like emotional stress or whatever may be going on in their lives. I'm not saying don't feel it, right. but acknowledge it. Like you have to acknowledge that you're feeling that way, but don't let that feeling like eat you up to where you can't think about anything else. Right. And take, you know, or you, or you can't and take over. Yeah. Because then where does that bring us? Self-sabotage. Right. So without you acknowledging your feelings, you are then now self-sabotaging because if you acknowledge your feelings, you will know, okay, no, like, I, I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel this. I'm going to feel all my feelings. I'm going to cry it out. I'm going <laughs> to yell it out. I'm going to scream. I'm going to go to the gym and like, I don't know, do whatever I need to do. I, or I'm not going to do anything. And that's totally fine. Yeah. But I think, you know, just acknowledging that if you feel a certain way, say, okay, I feel it and then move on. But try to live in the moment where you feel good about yourself rather than feeling sorry or feeling bad. Right. So a really good example of this, actually, I kind of went through this the other day was I tried on bathing suits and as a Uh woman, we all know (laughs) trying on bathing suits can be, you know, really rough. And so I'm trying on bathing suits for the store and Uh I, you know, I tried on a bikini and I was just like, oh no. And then I tried on another suit that was cute, but then, you know, I I took it off and I put back on my clothes and I was planning to go in in the gym like in in 20 minutes anyways. And so it was just kind of like, I had this moment of, oh, like I just felt awful. And I was like, I just felt so much pressure to look a certain way because I own a, you know, a fitness brand essentially. And I did not look the way that I wanted to look to model these bathing suits. And so I cried. I like sat on my bedroom floor. I had a good cry. Yep. And then I was like, there are two things that an old, old crystal would have done. Old, old me would have went and was like, let's eat some cookies, <laughs> which is like completely yes, yes. opposite of helping the problem. Right. But it would numb, it would numb it for now. And then the yes. other, the other, not as old, probably more recent me would have been like, cool, we're going to crawl in bed now and not do shit for the rest of the day. And let's just be sad and mm-hmm. just bake in the sadness. Um, but instead I, I let myself feel those feelings of sadness, of shame, of, you know, like mm-hmm. pressure of being mad at myself. And then I was like, okay, let me put on my gym shoes and go in the gym. Cause that's what I was going to do anyways, before I felt this way. And I, I moved, right. on, went to the gym, I worked out, I got my endorphins, <laughs> I felt better, um, yeah. I was able to, you know, healthily move on. Yes. Cause you allowed yourself to feel. Right. And you, you allowed yourself to acknowledge the fact that, okay, I feel this way about my body in this very moment because, you know, Crystal, if you didn't do that, mm-hmm. you would have gone to the gym, still feel sad because you're, you're in that moment, right? You didn't allow yourself to acknowledge like your, you know, what you were feeling, but you did it. And then you're like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm yeah. done with 
feeling this way about myself. What's next? Right. And, and, and it wasn't about feeding, feeding yourself the positive lies of like, no, I look no, great. No. I'm being part of myself. It was like, you know what? This is a valid feeling. Like, it's okay to feel like this. And it's okay. It's very, it's, it's very okay. But you know what? It's not, what's not okay is waking up every morning and feeling that way every right. single day. That's not okay. Like, and I, I have been that person, you know, I think we've all gone through, you know, stages in our lives where we just feel and we just feel for days. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, you are in control of, of you. And, you know, I do oftentimes to be, I, I try to be as positive as I can, because I don't like the feeling of sadness. And I don't like feeling stressed. Mm. And I don't like feeling like I can't do something or that I can make up a gazillion excuses. But those excuses are not going to make me feel good. Right. So you kind of have to be like, okay, I'm going to cry. Yes. I'm going to feel bad. Yes. I'm going to eat those hot Cheetos because I feel like I need them because I did them the other day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like I went through that too, you know, like just the other day, like I was like, you know what? I feel like eating like hot Cheetos today because I have been so good and I have just, my diet has been good. My gym routine has been good. And what the hell is a bag of Cheetos going to do? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it might make me feel like crap in the moment, but guess what? I'm going to, I'm going to feel what I feel and I'm going to get back into my routine tomorrow. But I didn't actually like take advantage of that. Right. You know? So like, Another thing is not taking advantage of those feelings that you feel because once you feel that way, then you're in, you're digging yourself a hole essentially mm. is what we're trying to say. Yeah. But yeah. Legit. Well, I, I feel like you and I could talk about this stuff all day long. Forever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to end on a quote. So is there a quote that you have either been like living by recently or it's just kind of like a life thing that you like a mantra for you that you can share with us? Yes. And it, I actually mentioned it earlier and I, I live by this and it's know what you don't know. And that goes in business, in life, in love, in fitness, because when you don't know something you assume, Yeah. but if you know it, then your perspective changes. So if you don't know something, go and find out and your life would completely change. And that's honestly been something that I live by that every single day. Know what you don't know. It's just helped me and then others would be like, well, I don't get it. Like, what do you mean? Know what you don't know. <laughs> I, if you, <laughs> you know, like know what you don't know. It's just, just figure it out. Like if you don't know something, ask someone, yeah. research it, figure it out because your life is going to be so much easier when you fill your brain with materials and things that you didn't know before. Perfect. I love that. Great. So where can people find you, Champa? They can find me. I live in Cornelius. (laughs) (laughs) They can find me, what, my social platforms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wherever you want people to go on the internet to find you. Obviously, if they're, um, they're local and they need their lashes done, then that's... <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I obviously, I'm a business owner. Um, you guys can visit me at champabdco.com or my social platform is champabdco. You can reach me on there. I own a lash 
and makeup salon studio in Cornelius. And I do all things beauty. But with that, I also do fitness. But you can guys, you guys can find me on there. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for doing this today. I know you're so busy. And so I'm so pumped that you were able to make the time to chat with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.